You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've got a Hurlford special this week, we're delighted to be joined by the Hurlford manager Darren Henderson. Darren, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the show, thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure Scott. Brilliant, it's a great, great to have you on, we've been trying to get you on for a while and we're also joined by the top goal scorer in the league and uh, the star man for Hurlford this season so far, Lewis Morrison. Lewis, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me mate. Yeah, absolute pleasure. We're obviously going to talk about about your your season so far. Obviously, we'll delve into your careers in the game. We'll put you in the spot with some quick fire questions. We've got a few wee stories to ask you about, and then we'll basically talk about what's coming up. So we'll get stuck right in, Darren. I remember you saying at the start of the season in an interview I saw that this was the toughest challenge of your career. But so far, you're sitting sixth in the league, thirty-one points. You must be delighted with how the season's went so far. It's been decent, Scott. You know, obviously a wee bit of inconsistency in, in our game at the moment, but um, no, the boys have been great. Uh, big changes this year, uh, personnel and numbers-wise as well. So, um, no, happy so far. Brilliant. What was that about the, the, the start of the season that you thought was going to be the tough challenge? Was that about the, the kind of players you've lost and kind of struggling to replace them and things like that? The, the biggest thing was, uh, you know, was seven teams getting relegated, which is uh, which is harsh, you know, it's, it's a hard it's a hard ask, you know, and uh, we lost quite a few players, but I've, I've replaced them with, with, you know, with some quality, which has been great, you know, and, and they've, they've gelled really well, and I, I think there's more to come, I think uh, I think we'll improve as the season goes, um, and, we're, you know, the points still out from about 31 points, so I'm really happy with that. Brilliant, yeah, it's definitely been you know, a big big success for you so far this season. Lewis, how have you found it? But obviously last season was a bit of a, a mess with COVID and things like that. How have you found it back in the, the league and back to a normal kind of situation of playing Aye, every week? It's good to be fair, even like we missed the fans in that last year, do you know what I mean? We only played yeah. like eight games or whatever it was and then, I don't know, it was maybe it was it five months or something we stopped for, so she's just getting back into the routine of things and what, what was it, we've done the three pre-seasons and about 18 months or something a year so it's actually getting a full pre-season and then getting a run of games is it's good it's benefited us yeah definitely Darren what was the uh, pre-season like obviously as we said it was tough to obviously maintain fitness during COVID and things like that was it was it a big kind of shock how what the players come back like after pre-season or were you, were you surprised that maybe some of them maintaining fitness the way they did I know obviously with COVID and, and the restrictions and obviously the layoff we had but you know Scott Footballs are just different now, you know, very, very rarely they come back in bad condition. You know, some, some obviously better than others, but they're all out doing, you know, even at lockdown, they were doing 5K runs and timing ourselves and all that. So, you know, pre-season was just just like normal. Um, the boys were in really good condition. Some of them were actually in better condition than, than previous years. Brilliant. Lewis, what's it been like? Obviously, the this first six games were an unbeaten run. Obviously, wins against Colburn, Bonnet, and the way to Glenafton, things like that, and three draws. It was a good start. How did you find getting back into the the league this Saturday, Wednesday, and obviously a good run to start the season? 
I think like when you play Saturday Wednesday, you got off to one start against Coburn, obviously momentum continues. So I think the first six games were crucial for us to be fair to make sure that we got off to a good start, obviously with the seven teams getting relegated and that. So gonna gonna after that. Uh, I went against Coburn in the first game of the season. I think just kicked us on. There was a few draws in there, which should have been wins. But looking back at it, undefeated in the first six, you're not complaining, are you? No, definitely not. Darren, how did you find the first six games? That was it. Good to go off to that unbeaten run and just get a bit of confidence in the squad. Aye, aye. It was, uh, it was you know, it was the start we needed, you know. Uh, and it's listen, it's a cutthroat league. I remember a few years back we won the first there. I think the first eleven games. I think you know, we took thirty-three. You know, a possible 33, we end up, <laughs> we didn't even win the league that year, we finished second the Auckland Lake. So, you know, it was it was really, especially with seven teams getting relegated, you know, there, there will be a few, as you can look at the league table just now, Scott, there's a few teams, a few big teams, you know, like, there's a lot of teams in a bit of trouble. You know, we need to, you need to dig out some points, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing you might need roughly around about 45 points. Um, and... To, to start the way we started, you know, and like as a manager, as a coach, um, at the beginning of the season, I, I wasn't thinking about winning leagues. I, I was getting myself in the pack, you know, get a, a decent start to get points on the board because if you're doing about the league, confidence isn't great and it, and it affects the players and you can yeah. see the way they play, you know, so it was, it was a great start for us. Brilliant. We'll touch a wee bit on the, the first defeat, the 4-0 defeat against Bede. Lewis, that must have been a kind of difficult day after a good run of that. What went wrong that day? See, to be fair, I thought first 20-25 minutes we actually started fairly well and the boys at Kenny McLean's put one in the top corner fair wide and then you think, like, what chance have we got here? And then we, we've given away another sloppy goal to make it 2-0 and it's always hard, especially, you know what it's like at Beave, it's bit bit uh, 2-0, so... We went for it a wee bit. We had chances to make it 2-1, half-time, two each. And then the gaffer says, says, like, just go for it. And then I think they've scored, is it quick into the second half again, gaffer? Yeah. And then that was it. It was just, you're still trying to get back in the game and stuff, but the game's done by then. And you, actually, you reflect back on it, you think, how? Because how well we started the first 20, 25 minutes. No, was it disappointing for you as well, Darren, that day? Hi, you know, I, I certainly never seen the result coming. As, as Jinky said, we started really well. We had chances to, you know, to to go in front in the game, and you know, as Jinky said as well, we Kenny scored a, an absolute worldie, and you know, we're doing two 0 before we knew it, and we just struggled to get going, and you know, uh, we just kind of throw caution to the wind a wee bit second half, and we changed the shape a bit, just try to get back in the game. Uh, to be fair to be as much as we weren't very good that day, they were good. You know, they've got, we butchers got some good players there and, you know, and I was a sore one. Uh, but we responded well for it, you know, we, we we improved after that. Yeah, it was, uh, definitely improved with a 4 2 win against Darville. That was a, a big game for you as well. Obviously, Jack getting the hat trick that night. That must have been some, some win as well. Obviously, Darville, we know that our plans for this year and we know how kind of well they've well they've done in the past couple of seasons. That must have been a massive one for the dressing room, Lewis. Aye, I think it just shows what we're about as a team and what we're about as a club. Like good on there on a Friday night, busy playing against a top team and you just kinda work hard and you get the rewards at the end. And the penalty to get us in it in the first half is it could be soft like, but to get us back in the game and then I thought after that our hard work and determination just kinda overran them and over and overshone their quality, so 
It was good always to come away beating Davos, especially down there, big crowd. So, yeah, you should build on to that. Dad, obviously, that one against Argo and then a 3 1 away one to Clyde Bank. They're two massive results to get, particularly this season. Yeah, yeah, the Darvo one, you know, we had a game plan. You know, we worked a wee bit on training about how we go about it. You know, obviously, you know, the personnel that they have, you know, they've got qualities everywhere. Um, but to be fair, the boys, to a man, they were brilliant. You know, we went there that night. I think we only had two subs with, with 13 men, you know, and, and we worked ever, ever so hard, you know. They, they stuck to their game plan. We scored some good goals. Aye, we got a couple of wee bits and bobs of luck on the night. I think he was saying maybe with the penalty being soft, I could have been on outside the box. But I think uh, I thought we were a better side uh, and and deserved. I think we deserved to win. Lewis, obviously the big the big highlight for you this season has been your kind of goal scoring run. You must be is that the kind of best you've played in your whole career? I would say so. I think it's just all clicked for me this year. To be fair, like even like when we done. Last season, what was it, six games we played? I still I think I was chipping in my goals in. And I, I've just worked hard during the off-season and that, and I've got the gaff on Dempsey on at me all the time. So I think everything's just fell into place for me this year. Nothing, it doesn't get better uh, scoring a minute and 30 seconds into the first game of the season. And mm-hmm. Your confidence just oozes after that. So it's good personally, but the main my main focus is just making sure that Huddleford are winning games. Absolutely, yeah. Darren, how big uh, players like Lewis been, obviously, with their, their goal-scoring run? He's been great, you know. Listen, Jinky's his abilities. You know, he's got more ability than he knows what to do. With, you know, at times uh, it's just what he's added his game this year. He's worked hard. You know, he, he's more of a team player this year. He's not just scoring goals. He's setting up goals and he's working. He's working hard for the front. You know, we we, we press high and we defend for the front. And he's he's, he's bought into that this year. And he, he's been he's been a revelation. He's been he's been he's been class. He has. Brilliant. The game on Saturday against Largs, the 3-3 draw, there was a lot of twists and turns in that game, Lewis. Obviously, you scored and Paul got a double. What was uh, what was your thoughts on the game on Saturday? I don't even know where they start. I don't know. We, we started so well again. Went up 2-0 and then we just conceded a sloppy goal. It's for a set piece again and we're just kind of... So we get into half-time 2-1 and the gaffer just kind of says, like, they're there for the taking. And then they've come and scored two goals in 10 minutes. You're thinking... Jesus, but it's the same with same as always. With us. We've we've always worked hard, and we know we've got quality. Like Tazzy always steps up when you need them. So it's just a world of emotions on Saturday. But I'm just glad we never walked away with a defeat. Darren, what was it like for you on Saturday? Do you echo the thoughts of us? <laughs> Listen, it's not a happy hunting ground for us. So you know, I can't remember the last time we won there. Seriously, you know, and they also beat us now. Scottish Cup semi-final, so a bit of a bogey team, lads, and they've got good beat, and he's got a good side there, you know, they work hard, a lot of youngsters, and as Jinky said, we started really well, you know, the two goals, Vitaz and Jinky's goals were brilliant, I said to him at half-time, his goals like that should be winning games, you know, and lost a silly goal before half-time, and that, that killed us a wee bit, and we didn't start the second half well, we, we didn't defend well enough, and probably deserved to be down 3-2, but no, they showed a wee bit of character. We Tazzy's popped up with, with another goal for us and a big goal. And to be fair, it could have went either way at the end. They, they, their goalies had a couple of good saves, but our goalie had a, a good save at three each and a 1v1. So I think the conditions were horrible, you know, wind and rain. So I think um, before the game, I'd probably just because it was Lars and we don't do too well there on the Astro, I would have took a point. But when you're up 2 0, 
you know, no disrespect to Laza at all, I, I think we should be winning. Obviously, another big thing in the season was obviously the, the Junior Cup. Obviously, Darren, as a team that obviously you, you won the Junior Cup a few years ago and things like that, before we get into obviously the, the disappointment in the first round, how big was it for the club to keep our kind of renewal in that competition? Huge, Scott. You know, we've had, I mean, the record that we've got, I mean, I think we had five semi finals in six years. Yeah. You know, we won a final, we lost a final. You know, it's, you know, I, I lost a lot of players who who were involved in all that. And I, I just don't know if I brought enough players in who actually knew the severity of the tie. You know, it was Colony Park away. You know, it was just, it was a disaster. You know, we, we didn't, this is probably as poor as any Hurlford team I've had played on the day. Um, in other years, like the year we won it, I can remember, Scott, we went to fourth, I think, and we drew one each, and we beat them six, one or five, one at home in replay. Now, we went up there, and the rules have changed. Obviously, we COVID and all that, you know, it was, you, you go away from home, we didn't play well, we drew one each. We'd expect maybe to come back down the road and maybe yeah. get the tag. And it goes straight to penalties, and penalties, just a lottery, you know, we played Wish the other week there in penalties as well. I mean, anything can happen to penalties. And they scored the five and we missed one and, and probably deserved to go out. But um, I saw one really sore. probably still affecting me yet. Um, even though the cup is probably not just the same as it was, but still still the Scottish Cup and you want to be in it. Yeah, definitely. Lewis, what was your thoughts on that game? It must have been a big disappointment to get out the cups early. Aye, it was, especially after tra- the travel as well up to the game and that. And I know the boys done everything right to prepare for the game and on our day it just it just never happened for us. We had chances. We've created several chances. I think they've had one shot on target and it's went in, but just one of the days for us and unfortunately the case we put in penalties. But I think it's made us better to be fair. It's brought us a bit of bonded as to be fair. That's that's what I would say after it's kind of brought us a bit of togetherness. Obviously, the, the South as well, that's a, another cup competition. You're doing quite well in that, the, the big win against Nasdale and then the, the win against Wishaw. Is that important, Darren, to try and go as far as you can in that competition considering the, the Junior Cup disappointment? Absolutely. You know, every every game, every cup, it's just, yeah. I just have win every game. And, you know, this is a massive cup, you know, a lot of big hitters in it. And we've been fortunate to get a, another home tie against Blackburn United, who... Alan Montgomery, who, listen, we don't leave any stone unturned. We, we doesn't matter what league they're in or, you know, we get them watched and, they, you know, we analyse what they do and bits and bobs. So Alec went and watched them on Saturday and they lost to, I think it was Trinent on Saturday and they'll go and watch them again this week. So we'll know everything about them um, when they come to, they come up the road next next Saturday. So, no, uh, massive, we're at home. Our, home. our home form's been really good. Um and I will be looking for, certainly, to, to progress into the next round. Definitely. Lewis, what's it like in the dressing room? Is this a, a really important cup for you to progress in this season? Aye, I think so. I like other boys say that as well. Like, I think, as a player, you want to play as many games as possible. So, I think, especially in cups, when you know you've got something that you can lift at the end of it. So, I think, getting into games that are playing in the cup, then they're more crucial than league games to a certain extent because there's something at the end of it. Yeah, and obviously the the kind of the how well we've done so far this season, down It's just a case of hopefully trying to keep that going, isn't it? Ah, you know, Scott. As I said, well, I'm 
right now, I want to get 45 points on mm-hmm. the board. Then we can go and relax and see where it takes us. You know, hopefully we can get 45 points in the next few games and, and we can you know, put a wee bit of pressure on the teams in front of us. You know, um, we're in a decent position, but we need to kick on. You know, I've got some good players there. You know, I've got players that will are capable of hurting teams. Um, but we need to just show a wee bit more consistency. Yeah, Lewis, obviously as well, we, we spoke about your, your run of goals and things like that. How important is it to keep that consistency going? Aye, definitely. It's good on a personal note as well, but as a gaffer says, at the end of the day, we're looking to get to the 45 points as soon as possible and then look up the table instead of looking behind it. So as long as I can keep chipping in my goals, I'm happy. Absolutely. We'll move into talking a bit about your careers. Obviously, you've both been in the game a while. Obviously, Darren, you've had a, a very lo- long and enjoyable playing career at Lysa Strunrar and Air and things like that. What were some of your favourite memories of your playing career? And you, you must have some kind of great stories for your time playing in the game. Oh, God, Scott, you know what? I miss playing so much, you know, coaching or managing. I, uh, like, it has its good points, but playing playing was everything, you know. Um, you just looked after yourself. But loved it, wouldn't you swap anything i done? I, eh, long as it was, fighting relegation quite a lot. Um because of the clubs I played with, obviously, with the ability that I had as well. That's why I was at the clubs, but loved loved my time. Um, started off at Clyde as a kid uh, under John Clark, Lisbon line. Uh, mm. Absolutely terrified for the man I was, terrified. And he's the nicest guy in the world. He just had that, I don't know, I just, there's no many managers I would say that about as well, but he was he was certainly one. And I just, Shunra, upon memories, I had over 200 games there. Uh, I don't know, might have chipped in with, I don't know, 50 goals or so. Um, Win the league the first time in their history was special. Um, great, great bunch we had and, you know, end up winning the air as well, winning the league. A wee bit different, you know, Air were a bigger club. Sunrar were, like, when I joined Sunrar, I think they, they ended up a season with six points. Um, it was two for a, two points for a win then, mind yeah. you, but um, we just progressed and, uh, it was great, you know, and I bounced about, you know, a couple of spells of air, way through us, four for, you know, enjoyed my time at Ross County. So I lived in uh, Dingwall for six months, which was, which was different, you know, uh, even the chip shop shut at six o'clock, you know, and uh, we ended up, we had to move into Inverness the second six months because we had, we were getting bored um, and the winters up there are, are severe, as you know. Um, but no, I, listen, I loved it. Um, I, if I could go back, I would probably change a few things. Uh, but um, lucky I stayed away from injury. You know, my, my, my fitness levels were good. And injuries is a key, Scott, if you can. Yeah. But I, I had no operations to stop playing, believe it or not. Um, it was only about for two or three weeks here or there. But um, no, no. Um, no, special days, some special days. A lot of, listen, as, as all the football drink will tell you, there's a lot more down days than there is ups. Um, but, you know, we'll take it with me. Uh, 500 and something games, so very, very privileged and lucky to play that length of time. And who were some of the best characters you met playing the game? There must have been some good kind of teammates you must have met back in the day. Jesus. <laughs> Many others you got. Um <laughs> One kid that springs to me, I played with a boy called Paul Kinnear at Air United, um, and his nickname was PK. Um, 
he he actually two quarter million pound moves. Uh, he was a special player, but he was just a Glasgow boy. And I remember my, this is a cracker. My debut for Air United. I just went. For, I'd never played full time before. I was twenty six, I think, and I'd always been part time. I went. I signed with I signed with Air. Gordon Dale was the manager, mm-hmm. and first it was all away at Old Metal against his five and I think me has got one a couple of hundred pound appearance money and you had to go on the pitch to get your money uh, whether you were on for a minute or 90 right. you'd go on the pitch and first Gordon Dell had said to us in the, the dressing room before the game did you know score a couple of goals up here Endo Sonrana goes no after I get sent off <laughs> he said, oh, brilliant so the game started a minute and a guy's elbowed me and he bust me right round the corner like a cracker and I've went off and PK's on the bench, he's a sub, and he's not happy because he's got this £200 spent, he's a parents' money before he's even got it. And I've run up the touchline, Gordon Dale says, oh, you need to get that stitched, and the old East Five doctor, he'd one of the big whiskey noses, and I ran up in the dressing room, and there was no anaesthetic, anaesthetic then, or, or glue or staples, and he had the big hook, and he's hooking it in my eye, and he's putting them, oh, it was brutal, brutal bloods, at me and PK come into the dressing room he says you're right Hendo I goes aye I'm fine I'll go in one minute he said, I said tell the gaffer I'm, I'm good to go no concussion I was fine he was just stitching the, the wound and I come running down the touchline I see PK was on the park and he's crossing the ball in and I'm kind of looking at him I was like oh somebody must have got injured and Gordon Dell says what are you doing I says what do you mean what am I doing my eye was all over the place stitched he said uh, PK said you concussion I says, what? And I turned around and he goes, Endo, I'll give you a 50. I'll give you a 50. I was fucking raging. Absolutely. That was my debut for, for air. And he was, he was that type of boy. Never ever got the 50 quid off, believe it or not. But um, he was a, he was a jack the lad. Just one of the Glasgow boys. Uh, he just, he was like, especially when you lost game, seen a Monday morning. He's the guy you needed in your dressing room. He just kept everything going. But a few, few characters, you know, a few more special memories. But, I'd be here for a month to tell you about them. Yeah, I know, definitely. But we'll we'll move on to Lewis talking about the, the start of your playing career. Obviously, you started off at Kilmarnock, then went to Madden. Who were your kind of highlights of your early playing career? Um, I think just my being full-time, just leaving school and being full-time and being out running about the players that you were like the boys, even like Greg Kilty looked up at him at the time. So being in full-time, just training, and then I think just make my debut for Tilly is probably the highlight and it always will be something that nobody can ever take away from you. But it just didn't seem to work for me at St Mirren and then luckily enough that I got over to Ireland for uh, a year to play. But no, at Kelly, I think just the whole aspect of being in training full time and even like like Adam Hodge and that, like mm-hmm. growing bonds with them, David Sime. So I, I just loved everything, to be fair. It was an enjoyable time. Who were some of the kind of good coaches at Kelly at the time that were kind of helping you in the game? There's always Alan Robertson. Alan right. Robertson that I had was there. So I think uh, Robbie was always good. He knew what you needed, like if you need a kick up the arse or you need to look after. So I think Robbie was always good at that. And even like growing up under 17s, I had Paul Wright as well. So it was good for me playing under him because he's a, he was a proper cycle, wasn't he? So mm. he always pulled you to the side and taught you a few things here and there. So it was enjoyable under them too, especially. Yeah, definitely. Darren, we'll touch in the obviously getting into management. How, was it always uh, the kind of plan once you stop playing to kind of give coaching a try? No, not at all, Scott. I, I didn't think I had the temperament for it. You know, I was I was fiery as a player, and I just thought, you know, what, you know, the referees and bits and bobs. I said that's not for me, and it was by 
flute big John Garrick, who lived in the same area as me. I wasn't even that friendly with John. Uh, he was at Dorai with Sammy Con. Uh, Sammy was a, I mean, he's no longer with us. Sorry yeah. to say, Sammy was a, an absolute gem. He coached the air as well and um, he had a long playing career. So Sammy and John were coaching at Dorai and they asked me to come in and play six games. But I had retired, I was done, you know, I was 40, I don't know, 43 or something. And I went and played half a dozen games with the boys at Dorai and really enjoyed it. You know, at the end of the season, end up getting promoted. Then John was one step down and he says, can you come in and help us? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure that's what I want to do. I ended up, that's what I'd done. And I had the time of my life. Uh, we had probably 16 or 17 of the best boys ever. Um, didn't get paid, no expenses. We just, they just, they run, run through a wall for you. And we actually got to the semi-final of the Junior Cup, uh, which was incredible. You know, Mercer's part, I think, in this second replay, the second game against Muscle there might have been a couple of thousand there, which was just unheard of for, for that wee town, you know. And, it, and we, we, we end up losing, I think, Musselburgh could beat 1-0 for Talbot in the final that year. But yeah. that, that was kind of starting. I mean, I left there and went to Glen Afton. Loved my time there. Uh, the wee back success as well won the league and the Premier League won the West and then I went two years there and I went to to Horrelford so uh, and then that's just been that's just been great you know I think seven or eight years there and I'm still there yet at the moment <laughs> but uh, no and the, the Junior Cup finals just you know that was just a special day you know I'll probably be up there with the two league winners medals that I won in my, my playing career. So, um, but no, um, if you'd have said to me 10 or 12 years ago, you'll, you'll be a manager, I would have, I, I, no, it wouldn't have been for me, I don't think. We've got another wee question. We're obviously getting into our social media questions, but a few folk have asked us in, what made you want to get into coaching with Mark Roberts? Uh, I don't even drink, but I must have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Marco... Marco's actually from the same area as me, Scott. You know, uh, he's a short lease boy and yeah. I've always known um, Obviously played at a better level than I ever did. Um, and he's a bit too mad for me. Um, Character, but, isn't he? Oh, listen to stories. And and, I, and I, again, he played for me. Uh, let him, let, he left me and went to air to take the job come back and then he went to Queen's Park you know so I've got a great relationship with Marco he's just he's just he's something else you know and as I said we, we started a wee coaching thing and uh, one of the parents wee boy Calvin had, his parents had brought him had really really long hair and his dad said to him, so he introduced him to me and Marco so hi Calvin and his dad told us they said he goes don't mention his long hair he doesn't like <laughs> We'll probably walk off the training with that right neighbour. And Marco just went, right, Jesus, let's go, come on. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. But me man's like, all right, OK. So, no, he's, uh, he's just, I laugh a minute, you know, he's uh, he's no stable. That's, that's, that's it, in a nutshell. He's good-minded, he's <laughs> good mind for football, though, isn't he? He does have a... Oh, terrific, terrific, yeah. you know. I think he'll tell you, even... Even if the condition he's in for his age, he's looked after himself. You know, obviously, injuries are creeping in a wee bit. When I had him at the end, it was, it was things were starting to go wrong with him. But talented, talented boy, you know, and massive in the dressing room. As Jinky will tell you, you know, he was Jesus. 
<laughs> we get you the deal. Lewis, obviously, yeah, uh, we'll touch in a, a bit on your kind of characters and addressing them in a minute, but going to Hurlford was it? When did you first kind of hear about kind of going to Hurlford and obviously your time in Ireland? What was your time in Ireland like, first of all? Unbelievable. Um, I was lucky to be fair because the boy Reese McCabe was there. Yeah. So it was easy for me. I'd spoke to him just before I went over, but I ended up staying with him for the first couple of months and until his girlfriend moved over. But I think the whole aspect of just living away and, as I say, playing football again every day, it was just something I really, really enjoyed. And it helped with the manager as well, Jay Little. So it was, it was a bit different because like the, they do a summer league. So it was like, I'd been at St. Mon for six months and that's when I went in the train with Hurlford. I think it was just at the start of December. And then the January uh, after, it was pre-season. So it was, I was going in there flying, to be fair. And it was just originally a two-week trial. And then I think just because the condition I was in, I got offered a deal. So, But the league over there and standards actually really, really good. So it was enjoyable. And then obviously coming back to Hurlford, when did you first kind of talk to Dan about coming Again. Well, I was in there, on the, as I just said, in the December before I went over there, so I always says to the gaffer, I'll be back if it ever falls through, so I always gave my word, he's been good with me, the club has been good with me, so as soon as I came back and I knew I wasn't getting offered a new deal, I was straight in the phone to the gaffer, so I went in trained and luckily he signed me again. And how, how much you enjoy being at Huddleford and obviously the, the kind of camaraderie in the dressing room must be good as well? I see to be fair, Steve, because there's still the same faces like likes of Taz and Robo and Chrissy and stuff. It doesn't change. So it's just that maybe if a few players come in, but I think even with that, like it's so easy to gels. Even like Demps, the gaffer, sometimes you don't feel as if your manager, assistant manager, like we all just got on that well. So it's just easy. It's it's good. Yeah, definitely. We'll put you in the spot. We've obviously got the, if you've seen the show before, you'll know the, the manager gets the quick fire questions round regarding management and the, the player gets the teammate questions where you put your teammates in the spot. Darren, we're going to start with you. We've got a few questions written down here. You ready to be put in the spot? Yeah, fire away, Scott. First question, Gerard or Postacoglu? Gerard. Favourite other sport? Um, golf, maybe. If you had to pick a new assistant manager, who would you pick? Mark Wilson or Mark Roberts? Mark Wilson, easy. All day long, no, no even a oh, debate. No, 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 even a doubt. <laughs> Best character you've met in football? Um, characters. Maybe Paul Kinnaird, as I mentioned earlier on, he was just, he was a jack of lad, you know, he's a, he was just, uh, he was just something different and talented. Brilliant. Who would you say is the best player you've ever played with? Played with? Oof. Uh, got to remember, <laughs> I was always fighting relegations, Scott, so I was never in good teams. Uh, Ross County, I played with Derek Ferguson, Barry's brother Derek was yeah. there. He was, he was a special talent, and maybe the boy Stevie Ferguson, who is a cheeky Zek up at Ross County and was their manager for a while there. Fergie was a, he was a talent. Who's the worst? Worst, uh, jinky. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, the worst. No, nah, could you answer that, man? Honestly, <laughs> Matt Roberts. Matt Roberts, side. Best player managed. The best player I've managed. Ah, oh, listen, at the juniors, and you know, as much as all the talent Jinky's got, um, Wee Taz has been 
he's been magic for me. You know, I, I had him at Glen Afton. And I brought him to Hurlford, you know, even on Saturday. He just he was just class again. He he's, he plays injured, trains injured. He's just he's a special wee player for me. Favourite manager in the league? Who do you like spending time with after the games? Um, I wouldn't say I, I spend a lot of time with, with him. You know, I speak to Big Moffat, Clyde Bank a bit. You know, got a lot of time for Moff. He's very knowledgeable. He's done a brilliant job. Um, he's picked quite a few. Obviously, I had Craig McEwen at Glen Afton as a player. Craig's now at St. Caddock to speak to, speak to quite a lot. I speak to big John McEwen at Big Ruggy at mm-hmm. Shots. But a lot of times, he's a very good manager. If if I've got any you know, questions about a player in the lower leagues, he's the guy. He knows if Big Ruggy doesn't know him, then he's, he's no worth knowing. Um, he's very knowledgeable in all the lower league teams. And I'm sure, I know he's doing a really good job at Shots just now, but I think he should be managing in the, in the top league. Um, you know, I've, Ryan Cardis, I speak to Ryan back forward. He's took a job at Craig Martin, done yeah. really well. He's done a job. I, speak, I played with Tucker for six or seven years at Sunra, so I speak to Tucker. We train with him on a Tuesday and a Thursday night, so I speak to Tucker bits and bobs. You know, we butch it. Beath, I've got a lot of time for. Um, I quite a lot of them, Scott, you know, and when you say I would go for a, a drink with any of them, but uh, I just don't like that, you know, but you could pick the phone up and I would get a wee chat when we're playing. Brilliant. You can sign three players from your rivals in the West. Who would it be and why? Oh, three players. You know, obviously, Darbo, I've got a, a hat full of players who would take. Um, obviously, Jordan Kirkpatrick and Ian McShane. And I know they'll probably not know me, but my son plays with St Mirren, so when Jay was up there, I used to see them. They're special talents. You know, they're, they're boys that could easily be playing in the championship right now. Um, other players I've always liked. I played with, with Graham Wilson. Uh, sorry, I played right at the end of my career. Uh, I played with Graham at Cumnock. Uh, Graham's always a player that I've I've liked left foot a bit like myself. So I'm, I'm kind of you know I like I like the lefties. Um, but no, listen, there's loads right there. Scott, there's uh, there's loads, you know, and I'd like to think I've got two or three in my own that you know. A lot of other managers would like to sign, but uh, they're probably two or three of the ones that I would like. Yeah, there's a couple of your players been mentioned already by the managers we spoke to. Would you rather, in a normal season, win the league or win the Scottish? Win the Scottish. It was brilliant. I've never won the league, so uh, the, the Premier League, so that uh, probably it's just because of the way. The way it went, and we beat my old team in the final as well, which 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 which, which was good. Um, but um, no, the Scottish was magic. That's why I was disappointed at Colony Park last year when we went out, you know, because it just means so much. Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, for this question a million times. My son would pick Ronaldo all day long, you know, probably just with the way he's, he's produced it, man, new, which has surprised me a wee tiny bit. Uh, I would I would vouch for Ronaldo, I think. Brilliant. We're going to move on to Lewis. We're going to put Lewis in the spot with the teammate questions. And Darren, obviously, chip in if you feel that Lewis has yep. the right the right answer or the wrong answer. Lewis, are you ready? All right, let's go. Who's the best trainer at Hurlford? Taz. Yep. Without a shadow of a doubt. Who's the worst? Martin McDonald. <laughs> Big Ginger the goalie. Honking. <laughs> uh. 
Who's the team hard man? Or claims to be? I'll say claims to be Chrissy McKnight, but the real hard man is Will Graham, one million percent. You wouldn't want to go anywhere near him. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. I, I just avoid him in training. Man, Mark, I mean, Thursday day at training, I just give a break. Well, stay away from me. That we Taz, Scott, we Taz was telling me, I think it was against Bonnet and week past Saturday. We Taz shouted to Will and he says, Well, you need to give me more. And he turned around and he goes, We man, I'll die for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great boy. Ah, uh, yes. Who's the most skillful? You like to see yourself? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I'll go with me then. I'll say me. I've got to agree. Got to agree. Who's the quickest? <sighs> Do you know, I was actually thinking about this question last night. I was actually thinking what you're going to ask me. And I'm going to have to say Will Graham again, I think. Will Graham or Jack Whitaker, maybe. One of them two. Who's the slowest? Will Graham. I'll go Will Graham. The slowest? Can you say yourself again? So I'll go um, Lewis McIntyre. Stiffest man in the world, centre half. Darren Wigreen. Uh, he's a bit stiff, but listen, Lewis is, you know, he's had two cruciate ligament operations. He's only 21. He's He's been out for two years before I got him. So, um, aye, but he's, he's not the quickest. I'm not cutting him any slack for that gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best character in the dressing room? I'll probably go. Ginge as well, big goalie. Doesn't he shut up? Doesn't he speak any sense? But he's good to have in that changing room. McKnight is good, you know. McKnight. Aye. Chris McKnight's a good lad in the dressing room. Squad. He's uh, he's demonious. Oh my! And came two or three drinks. He's just he get a paracetamol so head, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, uh, that's that's one guy you avoid when you're in a white. Brazil, Chrissy. Aye. Aye, but good in it. Good lad. Good Aye, lad. Who's got the worst dress sense? I don't know. I've not saw. I've not saw many of the new boys Can in the night. Can you Eh? <laughs> Can you both commit in the dress sense thing? Hi. <laughs> um, I don't want to throw any of the boys under the bus. Here I'll go. I don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe one of the smart boys. You know, they're, they're times Aye. Aye. There. We'll, we'll go Lewis McIntyre then. We'll chuck him in for that one. Final question. Who's the teacher's pet? Taz. <laughs> Taz, full stop. That's it. <laughs> That's nah, right. He has, he has the gaffer's boy, to be fair, but you understand why. Saturday's another reason why you can see he's a gaffer's boy, so we'll let him laugh at that one. Brilliant. Right, well, what we're going to do is now, if you've seen the show, we, you know we might we, Get some hold of some sources who give us information to quiz us about, and by no by no means have we been let down here. We've got a few good ones. First things first, we've actually went we've went international that this week. We've went over the we've went over the the, the channel island. We went to Italy. We've got a source for Italy actually here. <laughs> why does why does Darren and Marco keep keep patching my voicemails of being part of DNM Pro Coaching? That is from a Mr. Angelo Alessio. <laughs> oh, wow. Obviously, uh, I lost him this year to Glen Afton, but Ross Fisher, um, who Jinky will tell he's got quite a dry sense of humour, but a funny, funny boy. So we are doing our pro coaching. Uh, we're coaching every 
every most Sundays we always couldn't meet me and Marco we couldn't wait to finish to get into the car to get the voicemails for fish and he would you know like, pretend he was Angelo Alessio and his accent was magic and he kept asking I want to drink, I want to join your coaching squad and Marco would never get back to him and it was hilarious you know I used to record them all and we put them all in the dressing room let the boys listen to him before the game absolutely special special brilliant Jinky, where does the Penaldo nickname come from? Don't even go there. Do I want to go into this? No. So, <laughs> you know Cashy, Ian Cashmore. So I think last year, last year I think four of my five goals were all penalties. So I was in a night out in Cowan and he just kept saying Penaldo. <laughs> so we had played, um, we played Adrosson, uh, a pre-season friendly. We'll get beat, so whatever I've tweeted after you know school two penalties. I've tweeted Cash's text me saying Penaldo, so I've tweeted it for a laugh, and then it's caused a bit of an uproar in the changing room. But that's where it comes. It comes from you and Cash more. The uproar was me, Scott. We we were absolutely horrible, and Jinky scored two penalties. Now don't do Twitter and all that sort of stuff. And my son had showed me. It. He said, "Oh, look at that, Dad, Jinky's on." I said, "Penaldo, I swear to God, do it to us." <laughs> That I said to him, was you ever write that shite anymore? That's whose fault it is. It's Cashy's fault. I said, sorry, it's bumming about it when we win, when we lose. No, different kettle of fish. It's came up in the changing room, changing room a few times now after games and that as well. So, Brilliant. Ask Kendall, was it true you gave the team a day off for the Scotland-England game in the summer only to change your mind as they lost a friendly? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> I did. We've actually, got a, we've actually got a quote here about it. If we've got a quote for the person that wrote this. I hope none of you have made plans as we will be in training now. Sages, or, sages, sages were off, no off, off. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Change my mind. Aye, right, money boys went in. He said it was Alec Bell, wasn't it, Jenkins? Aye, aye. Alec Bell's. I've, I've, I've uh, I'm going to, to Wembley. I says, what, you get tickets? Like? He goes, no, no, we'll just, we'll just go to a pub. I says, but you've got to Wembley and you're not even got to the game. And he says, no. I says, but you said we were off. I says, aye, I know, but I didn't say you were off, off. <laughs> <laughs> and running Saturday morning. Aye, we were. Aye, the joys. Lewis, is it true you rigged the voting for the SM Media Player of the Month? Nah. I don't know what that's game about. People have just realised how well I've done that one, Scott, and voted for me. I was sure the viewers has been no rigging of voting going on at this channel. Ask Kendall to tell you the story of stitching up Big Lockie, the goalkeeper, at training a few weeks ago, telling him someone lifted his car. Oh, what had happened? I was over getting kicked before training. They just passed his test uh, not that long ago, and he got a wee runner. But I think his mum and dad had bought my brand new, I'm just a one-year-old Corsa, uh, and it was so I had bumped in people at the club and they said oh Big Lock he's got a brand new car and I was like alright what colour is it oh it's kind of it's a nice it's kind of Rangers blue and it's 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 brand new so we're doing the warm up for the game before training started a couple of weeks past on Tuesday and there was a big it's like a five foot hedge at the other side of where we train and then the car parks at the other side, the other side of that and I just blurted away and Conversation. I says, oh, I says, a lorry's just ran right into the back of a blue costa lorry. I said, it looked brand new. I said, it smashed it to bits. 
and he just went, no! And he ran, and he looked, it was like a grand national. He just looked the fence, ran away. And about five minutes later, he just bounced back over the fence, come running up, and they just stood, and they never even cracked a light. So I have to say, and I says like, all right, big man. He goes, wasn't in my car. I was like, fine. So to this day, he doesn't even know <laughs> that I was stitching him up. You know, but you like Jinky jumping that hedge. Oh, he He's runs. Like, oh. He gallops as well when he runs, so it made it even funnier when he was jumping that hedge. He's a great big lad as well. Got another one for Hendo. Ask Hendo about the Richie McMillan rant at Glenafton when he told to he told him to move out his mum and dad's house in a half-time rant. Oh, yeah. Well, I forget that day. You know, um, fabulous boy, Richie, as well. And his dad, Davey, lovely guy as well. So we were, I think we'd get beat, or we're getting beat at half-time. And... He's 26, 27 year old and he's still staying with his mum and dad and still making his peace for his work and all that. And I was like, you want to fucking get a grip of yourself, get a, get a life, move out, start fending for yourself. I'm fucking sick of it. And oh, right over the top. And Debs actually said to me after the game, he says, by the way, that was way over the top with Richie. And I, I was so mad. I was like, what did I say? And he told me, I go, and I'm like, oh, fuck, did I actually say that? So his dad came in to see me and he says, Hendo, um, I'm not happy the way he spoke to Richie at half time, but tell him to move out and get a grippy cell and grow up and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, all right, okay, David. And he bought, I says, anyway, I, I said it. I says, and I can't take it back. That's what it is. In the next six weeks, he was magic man in the match. And his dad came in, chapped the door, he goes, Hendo, brilliant. You keep saying that to him. Whatever you want to t- say to him, you just say it. He says, if that's, if that's what it does to his game. Then carry on, and he was he was magic for six weeks. But I, I, I slaughtered him, absolutely slaughtered him. Brilliant. Ask the gaffer about Liam Miller's throw-ins. <laughs> oh, I told him last was against Wisho. We had a throw-in, and I just says, "Liam, just start throwing it to them." I said, "As well, just getting them the ball." <laughs> throws it, throws it. I think he's col- I think he might be colourblind. I don't know why. Surprise me. Yeah, so he's off the throw-ins, you know, he's definitely, he's, he's not the brightest either, Jinky. Nah, no. Miles after, I think there was actually a stage in the game on Saturday, the Christian McKnight now come out to right back to take a throw-in. Aye. <laughs> Bit the ball off him. <laughs> Ask Lewis about the time Hendo lost the door handle from Bonnet and training ground. Uh, how did I know this was going to come up, Gaffer? Wow. So it was like, Hodgie was, Hodgie was there at the time, so... Me, Hodgie and Sam used to travel and we trained at Bonnet. So I think the door handle had came off, uh, off the door. So me and Sam sat next to it. So I put the, do- the door handle on Sam's bag, just fell off, thinking he's going to go into his bag after training and we'd see it. So like, training's done, showering that up the road. And the gaffer phones, phones Sam's like, Sam, you saw that door handle? Sam's like, no, nah, gaffer, I've not saw it anywhere. I'm sitting in the back of the car thinking, I know fine well. This door handle's in his bag. He's going to Hodgie. Hodgie, you saw that door handle? No, nah, I've not saw it anywhere. So I think we got to a bit crosses. Maybe just pass us up. Here, that door handle's in your bag, by the way, Sam. Yeah, you're winding me up. Phone the gaffer. I think we end up getting it back to you that night, but we've never trained at Bonnet since. Well, Scott, we actually were borrowing a facility and I had to look up and couldn't fucking look up because there was no handle to shut the door. And I'm standing at half 11. Phoning people, where's the handle? Where's the handle? I'm sitting in the back, non fine well. It's in Sam's bag. 
had to phone a caretaker and he's like that. And then 250 quid, it costs for a joiner to come out and sort the door. Sam's fault is in his bag, Gaffer. Uh, it's always Sam's fault, Jinky. <laughs> We've got one more for uh, Lewis. Ask Lewis about Martin McDonald ripping his trousers at Ross Fisher's wedding trying to kick Jack Whitaker. Oh, thank <laughs> God. So this is, this is what I'm saying about, like, just doesn't have a brain, this goalie. So, Ross Fisher's wedding reception, I think it was in, like, eight or something. Where was it, Gaffer? Was it eight or something? That was, uh, I know, it was doing Kiran Bankway. Uh, Aye. Pulled again. Entertain House. Aye, that's the way it was. Aye, that was it. So it was there and Fisher's invited the whole team and that. So, like, all the boys have took their missus wife and that. So Ginger's there himself. So he just starts dancing and that. So we're all just sitting there and he's had a few swallies. And then two seconds later, you just see his leg lift up in there. He kid on, he kid out, he kicked Jack Whitaker on the head. <laughs> and then five minutes later, he just disappeared. So we phoned him. Where are you? Is that? I'm in a taxi back to Irvine. I've just ripped the middle of my trousers, and you can see my boxers <laughs> trying to catch Jack Whitaker in the head. But like this boy as well, like, even at the race, he's had an incident. But we'll not go into that. We'll keep that off camera. <laughs> the worrying thing is he builds scaffolding. You know, people's got to work that. Uh, that's a worry. I'll stay away from his sights anyway, Gaffer. <laughs> Brilliant. But that's obviously there were some great stories there. We're going to obviously preview what's coming up, and obviously it's a Friday night game this week. Is it a way to go one and Darren? Obviously that's a, a massive game playing the Buffs. So he's getting me a bit of confidence. Aye, you know obviously the Buffs are going really well. Shane's got them obviously. We Carlos back, who's a who's a big hitter for them. Uh, so we need to give him special attention. You know, um, they're going for, for a great start to the season again. Um, Aye, you will go there. We've went to Darville and won, so there's no reason why we can't go to Buffs Park. I was down a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they've done brilliant things down there at the sports club. You know, the floodlights and there was a big crowd. It was night to beat Coburnley. Um, so they'll be they'll be difficult to beat. But I think if we if we take our A game down there, um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly get a good account of ourselves, and I'll, I'll be expecting to to do well. Aye, brilliant. Lewis, what's your thoughts going on Friday night? You, you can't beat a Friday night game under the lights, can you? Nah, especially in my hometown as well. So, um, nah, it's, I think we showed at Darvill and Clyde Bank, even like the midweek games that we had at the start of the season, we always seem to do well. So, we'll show Cowan in the respect that they deserve and be careful with our key players. But as a gaffer says, I don't see why we can't go there and get the three points and build the momentum. Darren, obviously going on to a bit about talking, you were mentioning there about the set-up at Kowarin and, team, and kind of teams like that. Obviously, that's a big part of the, the, what the kind of clubs are trying to do now. Were you kind of hoping that Horrelford can kind of join that shortly and get a bit more infrastructure? As obviously, the committee's yeah. doing, done a really good job, but obviously, is that the kind of next step to get in the, the kind of SFA membership and things like that? Yeah, well, it's, got, you know, it's, it's, it's the way ahead now. You know, most, most clubs are doing it and, you know, and it's no secret. Uh, that's probably why we lost some players in the summer. Um, the, the you know that attraction of midweek games, senior Scottish Cup, you know, getting their license, uh, it's massive now. And it's just the, the only wee issue we have at Hurlford is, is the situation of the pitch. It's right in the middle of a housing scheme with mm-hmm. floodlights, but it's something that we we're going to need to to look into. You know, I think that the ball. Will, 
started to roll and you know discussions about it, but we can. I need to take it uh, to the next stage. How how that's going to happen, I don't know, but it's something um, that most other clubs are pursuing now. So um, it's uh, it's important, you know. Uh, as you said, we went up to Darvel on a Friday night, and we're going to go down to Cowanin this week on a Friday night. You know, the big crowds, big occasions, you know, and the game, no, no, just because we won the, the game up at Darvel, you know, the pitch and just what they've got up there is just fantastic, you know. I mean, hats off to them. Uh, and like at Kowarnin, but they're one of the only two clubs, you know, there's a lot of clubs now progressing, dressing rooms and things are just like the changeover. Some of the, the clubs are fantastic. Yeah. So we need to, we need to try and do what we can, you know, to, or we will. It's got a, you know, I know this is pretty harsh. We'll lose players, you know, I've lost them before. And to, to safeguard that, we need to start putting things in place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can only wish you all the very best for that. Lewis, before we wrap up, obviously the after the buffs, it's five home league, home league games in a row. You're doing really well at home. I think you're up the kind of top top of the league in the kind of home table. How big is that to kind of keep that momentum going, particularly at your home ground? Aye, hundred percent. I think the gaffer always gets on us about how well we'd play at home and how key uh, the home form is. So especially then about the Christmas period as well, we know what our own park's going to be like. So. I don't see why we can't go after Friday and go and win the five games at home. So I think it is crucial. And I can't, as I said, I can't see why we can't go and win the five games and climb up the league table and progress into the next round of the Cups. Yeah, Darren, is it big as well for, for you to get the, keep the kind of good home run going? Absolutely. You know, as, listen, Scott, as Jinky will tell you, you know, Hurlford's not the easiest pitch to play on. You know, it gives us a massive advantage. Sits in a bit of slope. It's, slope, it's not the biggest either. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it's key that, you know, we win more home games and try and pick up bits and bobs away from home. Uh, we've got two home cup ties coming up soon against, obviously, Blackburn United and Colburnley, uh, which I hope they, you know, stay and progress in both the cups. But the league games are, you know, we're bread and butter. Um, and I keep saying about getting as many points on the board as we can, if we can probably pick up, you know, two or three wins over, you know, the next few weeks you know it just keeps collecting points and that target or I think I don't know if it will go to be 45 but as a, as a coach and a manager I need to you know protect the club and hopefully they'll be in that top league next year you know even if you look at the conferences this year there's some big teams in it you know and and they are probably best chance of getting in the top league is this year we won in their conference but there's going to be the, the conference or the would be the championship next year is going to be at one hell of a league because there's going to be seven from our league and then the, the, the two or three for each conference that don't make it uh, into the top league so that that will be you know a tough tough league so it's so important we stay stay in the top league yeah definitely I mean, we're only we're wishing you all the very best for the season it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show thanks very much to both of you for coming on God, it's been a pleasure, pal. Brilliant. Oh, Thank man, you very mate. much. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much to everyone that tuned into the show. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.